This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek, and you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the hell are we this week? It's December 21st, 1990, and our last week in this fresh-to-death year. Damn. Everyone (laughs) at the mall is running on fumes, and Santa Village is offering candy canes that might be laced with peppermint marching powder. Hmm. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Now, people in the news are buzzing about something called the internet. Huh. What's up? I don't know. What what are you talking about? Already (laughs) you could send email, but there was no websites. So there was no HTTP, there was no HTML, there was no space or things you could click through. And it began because I was frustrated it didn't exist. I imagined a system where you could just click from one to the other. And that was so compelling that I decided that I wanted to uh, build it. And on the 20th of December, 1990, the first webpage was put up. And you're looking at it right now. For the first time, the internet was within reach of the average person. (laughs) Everybody could use it now. The first webpage was simply a little bit of a guide as to what the World Wide Web was and how to use it. The original... Hmm. Just a little library. That's exciting. We uh, we stayed in the 90s long enough to witness the dawn of the internet. Man. We should have created it, huh? Yeah, we should have. <laughs> too late, too late. Time like that. Time traveling <laughs> like that. Ashley, any questions oh, for us? No questions. Um, what's the first <laughs> website y'all remember? Any website? Oh, man. I, I guess... Jeez, that's a good I, question. I, yeah, I barely remember... Going from just like playing games that weren't like I remember AIM and I remember, you know, mm-hmm. using all the different like a startup free um, internet service providers. And then I guess it was just like the AOL homepage and like message boards. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of for me, it was like a lot of um, television message boards, but that was later. So I don't know, really know what I use. I, I guess we just use the internet for like chat and stuff at first. Yeah, it was just AIM and then, yeah, email pretty much. And then right. eventually it was like eBotmas World is all I remember going to. But that was like yeah. way later. Yeah. What about you, Derek? I really can't think about what the, the first site was, but I remember eBotmas World. Um, yeah. I really Interesting. can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Big on AIM though. Oh, yeah. Baby. What was your AIM screen name? <laughs> uh, I'm going to bleep it out so nobody can find me, but it's. You still Bleep. use it? No. <laughs> you still have it? No. no All right. Well, it. the internet's pretty much old news, but movies last forever. So what's showing at the theaters this week, Ashley? All right. Let me check it out. So there's like a prestige type new book adaptation of the Tom Wolf social satire, Bonfire of the Vanities. Whoa. The cast is pretty crazy, though. Um, there's Tom Hanks, Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman, and Melanie Griffith. Yeah, let's go watch yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one. <laughs> um, we could. I, or... I, I've read. I've read that book. It's a fun, um, entertaining book, um, and the movie is star-studded. But I don't know. I'm looking for something lighter. Any other options? Uh, yeah. Let me check. So there's this intriguing new comedy by the director of Ghostbusters, mm. uh, starring the biggest and strongest action hero of our time, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a cop who goes undercover as a kindergarten teacher. Interesting. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that does um, actually sound pretty rad. That sounds better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Arnold uh, and plus kids, what could go wrong? 
nothing. Let's go. John Kimball is an undercover cop assigned to find a mother and son. This is the only picture we have of him. Before a killer does. You gotta handle this like any other police situation. He's been trained to fight. But there are some things. You mean you out of Kimball's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're walking all over me. Is Kindergarten Cop, an Ivan Reitman film, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 21st at theaters everywhere. Okay. Any noises? Aww. I'm the potty pooper. <laughs> <laughs> and that will be the last Arnold impersonation of the episode. Um, yeah, we- right. We've done a few others um, with him, of course, um, but this is a new type of role for Arnold, um, or is it? We'll we'll get into that. Uh, but first, we just got out of the theater, so I'm just curious. Kind of, did you like the movie? What were your thoughts? I loved it. I loved yeah. all of it. Yeah. yeah. Even though, like the cheesy acting, fine. I don't care. Like the like the villain, eh, whatever. But I loved Arnold, and I loved seeing him playing with like five year old kids, and, like trying to teach them. And being all nervous about it. It was very cute. It seemed like they were just genuinely having fun. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the kids were having fun with him. And apparently some of it is like improv. And like he's it's it's very naturalistic. I mean, for like such a um, contrived plot, the his interact and for such like a an actor with a stiff uh, rep- and reputation for being kind of like stiff on screen. He's mm-hmm. very like natural in this. I mean, he's out of place and he's kind of it's comedic seeing this um, bodybuilder uh, around yeah. tiny people. Um, <laughs> but he like totally uh, makes it believable that he that they would like him and he actually could be a convincing kindergarten teacher. Yeah, he um, did state that it was, this is his favorite movie, his favorite role to do. Yeah, based on based on what did he elaborate? Just because it's a departure, but from all the action movies, so just like something different. And he just like really enjoyed, and he loved like hanging out with the kids. And apparently, like after the shooting was done, they would like climb all over him like it was a jungle gym. Like they liked playing with him a lot. Yeah. so it's pretty cute. <laughs> I liked when he served him all the milk cartons, and he was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> bulking him up, I guess, cookies <laughs> and, and and milk, and then reading them their then nap cop, time stories and then cop drills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> running running through tires. Through tires, right. <laughs> yeah, we weights. got a little training montage. Um, or like um taming montage, if nice, you if you nice. will. Or <laughs> he's like turning them into soldiers. Um I I think what struck me about this movie was that I was going into it, it's definitely a departure. Um, he's not playing the Terminator, mm-hmm. um, and he's not playing, you know, a um soldier. Uh, fighting uh, the predator but he is it's not really a fun it's more of a sweet movie than a funny movie like yeah and i, I don't mean that as a critique but i didn't really laugh you didn't laugh just, at any of the kids well i uh, chuckled a couple times but it, it was more sweet than it was funny yeah yeah and i don't think he's like really funny i mean like the kids found him funny um mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's ridiculous um looking and you know like re- you, i can imagine his voice is funny to them um his uh bulk is funny to them but yeah i guess what, what i was so surprised by was just how like genuine their bond seemed the whole movie like hinges mm-hmm. on are you rooting for him to um form real relationships with the kids 
and with the adults uh, at the school and in the town. And I thought all that was really genuine. Yeah, I did too. Oh, we should watch it yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost got like a rom-com setup where he's hiding something from the the town and he is falling in love with the mother of one of the students who may another or may teacher. Not. She's another teacher, which they are pretty like open with their affection and stuff in front of the kids, which is yeah. maybe a little bit inappropriate, like not inappropriate, but uh, unprofessional. Not um, appropriate. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, at some point the, the truth is going to come out that he is um, an undercover cop. What, what did y'all think of the setup for the, the movie? Ashley, do you want to kind of explain how the movie starts and, and establishes like his persona before he becomes this sweet, lovable dude that we mall montage. Just yeah. <laughs> Um, it starts with the opening scene of uh mall scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is Detective Kimball and he has terrible facial hair and mm-hmm. he's yeah. trying to find this guy, Chris, who he's been covering for like four years um, and trying to convict him for like all sorts of things, but can't quite do it just yet. And then Chris shoots someone. Make sure you're um, pronouncing the P. Crisp. Crisp. Um, Chris shoots someone. And then Arnold goes to find him in this like hair salon with his mom or nail salon with his mom. And it's like trying to arrest him. He's like, you don't have anything on him. He's like, yes, I do. This junkie saw you shoot this guy. And then she, he basically like stalks the junkie until she's like, yes. And points him out in a, a lineup. And yep. then after that, this whole other side story, basically junkie ODs because the mom gives another drug dealer bad drugs to give to her, blah, blah, blah. And Arnold's now in kindergarten a kindergarten teacher and chris is no longer in uh in prison or jail yeah Yeah. so he's continuing to look for his son Mm -hmm. right chris cullen another twilight Um, (laughs) tie-in and he's in love with his mom he keeps kissing her on the cheek i thought they were really um fucked up as a villain pairing like they're just Mm -hmm. trying to cap to kidnap a kid and they are like selling drugs and I just thought they were kind of like pretty hardcore villains for yeah. a kids movie. Um, we'll get to Roger Ebert's opinion, uh, uh, actually Siskel's opinion later. And <laughs> maybe mm. it's not a kids movie uh, or maybe they're PG just prudes. Yeah. It's an interesting PG-13 movie. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I, and, and murder. Yeah. Yep. When I watched it as a kid, though, I don't I didn't remember any of that side story, really. I remember there being a bad guy, but I don't remember like the junkie part or like any of right. that, like nothing ring true. I was like, oh, these kids are cute and they're making funny, like they're cute and adorable. And Arnold really likes them. And that's pretty much all I took away from it. That was totally, uh, yeah, I, I have the same memory, but when you rewatch it, you, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really impressive how not just the facial hair, um, but like <laughs> <laughs> he goes into a drug den with a shotgun and just starts blowing people. Like, oh, mostly he's like shooting around people. He didn't shoot anyone. No, I know. But like, he's not, he could have easily hit someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when he says, I'm not a potty pooper. Yeah. I'm, I'm the potty pooper. Yeah. Yeah. He just blows up couches and stuff with his giant gun. It's fine. Yeah. So he's like a R-rated um, action hero at the start of the movie. Like, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Playing himself. And then once he goes undercover um, with this other woman who she's supposed to be the, the kindergarten teacher, but she gets like, there's this weird extended sequence where she's like they're pulling over for her to vomit 
uh, yeah. every <laughs> every sub every um yeah, i don't miles. Remember, didn't remember that either until i watched it and her yeah. main character trait is just that she likes food so i guess that is sort of important to the movie because it gets her in trouble for <laughs> eating things that that she shouldn't but um she's a little bit sidelined but it's in service of making him the the teacher and like she would have been uh physically a more convincing cop to play the teacher i thought she used to be a teacher too before right she actually had experience which Mm -hmm. the the uh headmaster at the school the principal they call them um was questioning arnold's (laughs) background and what what i thought was really cool especially in the dinner sequence when they're when he's having dinner with dominic's mother uh, Mm -hmm. the kid who the bad guy is after and his love interest, they like, he gives a very, very convincing uh, backstory of how yeah. he got there. Like they're really good at going undercover. She slips into a Austrian accent or whatever, mm-hmm. relatively convincing enough for people in Astoria, at least. Um, so yeah, I thought it was cool how they both set him up as a badass. Then they make the convincing turn because he shaves. Um, <laughs> yep. And then they show how like competent they are at the non uh, shotgun parts of their job where like they're able to slip into these characters pretty quickly and naturally. Mm-hmm. So all of that was all of that was pretty elegantly done. Um, Indeed. Yeah. yeah, it was. What um, what about the kind of like relationship between him and Dominic's mom did did that make sense how that all unfolded uh it seemed kind of forced yeah it was like almost like immediately like she was like I like you I'm gonna give you my number here's my address come over for dinner I was like whoa yeah well so all the women in the town uh it's funny this movie is set in Astoria and Derek and I are um uh, in the present day stationed in Portland um but Astoria is the kind of big coastal town in Oregon so that was fun seeing those locales but they say in the movie it's the single mother's capital of the world or something yeah <laughs> Someone something says like that. That. <laughs> um so there's like all these single moms fawning after this um uh, physical specimen that shows up in town out of nowhere so i guess we're kind of so uh, she would be curious about him at the very mm-hmm. least and then she sees how good he is with the kids and I think it's, I think it's and Dominic really likes him. Right. So it's convincing enough. Um, where the movie gets a little confusing is the whole, um, you know, plot line that's happening with the bad guys. So Arnold is there to investigate where this money, where, um, crisp Cullen, <laughs> ha- who someone's stolen his money, uh, his drug money. And then, um, he's trying to track down the person who is connected to him because they can testify against him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was good. That was a good explanation. (laughs) Yeah. But the tables turn when they have to, when the, um, uh, the person, the witness ODs or, you know, yeah, it's ODs before she can fully testify. Mm -hmm. So he gets out of jail and then the clock is kind of ticking while, while we're waiting for crisp, and his mom to show up in town. Um, and so the whole movie, I don't, what was, uh, what I wasn't sure about the principal at the school is like, make sure 
she knows he's an undercover cop, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and she had to like fire a really good teacher or lay them off. Hopefully I've been there for like 25 years. Yeah. Hopefully the police department is paying them or whatever, but they don't need it. They don't go into that, but she's like, don't bring any trouble. I hope you don't bring any trouble to my school. The trouble was coming either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or did it (laughs) follow him there? No, because he he got all the information from that junkie junkies boyfriend or friend or whatever. So Chris would have already found his way to Astoria. Um, where the mother, um, uh, where the the woman and Dominic ran off to to get away from him because because Crisp is abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, great hair though. Oh, well, it looks terrible in the movie, but now that we have the internet, I did a Google image search, mm-hmm. and he's got some. <laughs> yeah, he does have really good hair. I looked at his, yeah. his photos too. Yeah, <laughs> reminded me of Steven Seagal. Yeah, his, the his, hair and the the yeah. ponytail. Yeah, Richard. But I'd say his is better. Richard Tyson. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it looks like Seagal in this movie, but that they're making it look terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It it's it's more like Kurt Russell um, mm-hmm. or Patrick Swayze when it's um when it's out of the ponytail. Anyway, um, yeah. What what did you make of the relationship between Crisp and his mom? Creepy. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> they're like a little too close, and like. I don't know who, I mean, I think his, his mom was like more of a villain than he was. I mean, he was a villain as well, but like, she was pretty, pretty bad herself. So I'm surprised that they both weren't under like some type of like eye from the government or from the cops, because she's terrible. Well, yeah. And, and she was the brains behind whatever, um, drug operation they were mm-hmm. selling like, um, Coke or some kind of powdery substance and, um, yeah. So, and, and she was continuing even when he was in jail. And and so he was really just kind of like, um, a grunt worker for, for her. Um, and they wanted to start a family with the kid, um, not with the mother. Mm-hmm. And there was this allusion to like, she was going to baby him just like she babied crisp until, uh. and, and make the kid like really, Chris was even like, you fucked me up. And and she's like, no, we, we have to, I had to protect you. And it's like clear that that's where I, that's where I was like, oh, this is really dark. Just like their mm-hmm. intentions for the kid are like, yeah. <laughs> we, we already know it's going to happen to him because we can see it with, with the, the arrested development son. Mm-hmm. So, that's... so yeah, all that's, all that's happening. Um, it's obviously leading to a showdown between Arnold and Crisp and mommy. But will uh, what are what are y'all's favorite moments with Arnold and, and the kids throughout the movie? Mm. I liked when he did that game where he made them all grab their stuffed animals and then bring them back. Yeah, one whistle to go retrieve them, two whistles to put them back. Yeah, yeah. and they just started listening. And then when he was handing out what you mentioned, but like when he was handing out milk for nap time, it was just yeah. really, it was just really sweet. <laughs> He, well, yeah, as I'm marching around the schoolyard, I mean, it's basically they're kindergartners, but in their complete, uh, the movie is like really over the top when it first introduces them, like with how uh, cartoonically, cartoonically, um, cartoony <laughs> it is in showing their the destruction they mm-hmm. do to the classroom. And, and he's just, that's when he's like losing it and, and, and you get some of the like more memorable uh, quotes from the movie, but I found that part like a little uh, too much. And then um, 
as he starts to form his bond with them, I, I think it, I think it makes sense that he would treat them like um, little police officers in training. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does. Uh, they do uh, calisthenics. They recite um, the dec- Declaration of Independence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they pull that off in a like triumphant moment. Um, but yeah, and then the first way that he gets them to um, kind of calm down is he introduces his pet ferret, which he flew with. Oh yeah, and had in yeah. his um, bag the whole time. It's a very, it's a real ferret, and it's clearly like well-trained because it's able to be like <laughs> passed around by kids. And, mm-hmm. and, um, anyway, I've, I always, I've always been fascinated by ferrets. Yeah. I really wanted one. Did we want one when we were younger? Yeah. We had birds and we we're like, no, it eats birds. So we couldn't have it. Yeah. It was that, I mean, there could, was, they're kind of dirty myriad too. reasons. Our parents yeah. kibosh that, but it's, we went and looked at them and they were, mm-hmm. you had to get multiple so they could be social with each other. They're nocturnal. Uh, so we, yeah. that was going to be an issue. Um, and yeah, and the general hygiene, they weren't trained. Like what's the ferret's name in this sleepy or something. I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't sound right. Um, but yeah, the kid dominant carries it around in his shirt and Arnold like, uh, pals around with it. Of course the ferret sort of saves the day when it bites, um, crisp and mm-hmm. disables I mean- him briefly. And then when Arnold introduces the ferret, he says he doesn't bite. He's he's never yeah. bitten or something. Yeah. Classic Chekhov's ferret. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know it's gonna bite for good mm-hmm. at some point. But I just that that's kind of where I was like thinking about the training of the ferret. Like <laughs> it is it, it under all this extreme stress and little uh, untrained actor kids like throwing a ferret around for it not to freak out and bite them is pretty mm-hmm. impressive. So or just wasn't in the movie. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they'd probably lost like three or four kids or fingers throughout the like production, kids. but that's fine. Because they auditioned yeah. a ton of kids for this, right? Yeah, over the 2,000. Yeah. Just for the yeah. classroom. Just and also, the-, the ferret had no name. He just said ferret, and the kids would just say ferret. But there there were three different ferrets, Matt, Slick, mm. and Snoopy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cute names. Those are must be like all the ferrets in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Which is at the time. Is, is pretty cool. Well, I mean, I doubt they've I doubt they've really increased. Have the you ferret. seen a ferret in another movie? <laughs> yeah. I know. That should have been our that should have been our rank the blank all time ferret performances. Um so. <laughs> just this one. There might Before, be one in like Dumb and Dumber or something, uh, like a movie like that, at least. Mm. There's probably some in some random comedies. I definitely there definitely are other ones, but can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, okay, so how does this movie? Oh, I'm gonna answer that your question. What was like one of our favorite parts? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. My favorite part was when the when he asked the kids to say like, "What does your daddy do?" Oh, and the, right. And these kids really open up and are so you know innocent that they just spill the beans on their parents. And that was all and, improvised too. What are you gonna say? And and just some of the stories that these kids told were like, oh, wow, these kids have shitty parents or their parents are doing amazing things in life. And it was just a I really like that part. Well, mm-hmm. let's um, let's hear from the, the kids themselves. Who's your daddy and what does he do? You tell me who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> He's investigating the kids, by the way. OK, we start right here. You. 
my dad repairs red cars driven by women who are pinheads. <laughs> my dad doesn't do anything since the crash. Jeez. My dad. Is that a car crash or stock market? People that doesn't have money, and then people use that money, <laughs> and then they give other money back, and they give the same amount of money back to my dad. My dad doesn't live with us anymore. He lives in New York and drives a taxi. My mom hopes he's going to die real soon. <laughs> oh, my <God>. Okay. <laughs> I, there was yeah, something that just really struck real. me. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it goes on and on. Yeah. No, that all- scene, it felt different than the rest of the movie, too, because it's like shot in a in a more documentary style. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah, that was definitely a standout. Uh, part of the movie that's that's maybe some of the the pure comedy in the movie and like again i i it doesn't matter whether it's more dramatic than funny i just found it more like emotionally resonant than lol um Mm -hmm. so yeah and that wasn't even that wasn't scripted that part well those are the kids actually like answering what they thought their dad did yeah, Seriously? which is wild. Which makes it even crazier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet they I bet maybe they like fed some of them lines based on what, what they say, but it you can really tell in the the one who's explaining what a uh I guess Money. he's like a loan officer or something. Yeah. yeah. Or a banker or something. A banker or a credit yeah. card person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bookie. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was great. Uh any other uh kind of fun moments before we get to the dramatic conclusion? Hmm. I like. I, I kind of liked um, Kimmel's partner's klutzy fiance. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, he was. Int- yeah. I thought he was pretty, pretty comical and pretty. He was just like a funny character to add. I don't know. Yeah. So she's um, uh, really into food, as we mentioned, and she's dating this kind of schlubby-ish. I mean, he's just schlubby in the sense that he's balding. Um, mm-hmm. uh, cook. And he like goes over there to, I think this is when he's pretty like burnt out with the kid situation and wants her to take over. And she goes yeah. like, she, he like follows her somewhere cause she's doing se- something seemingly shady and he busts in on her uh, sleeping with this dude and it's her fiance and it's actually a really sweet moment. He like drove all the way there for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's not doing anything wrong or, or, or weird. Um, but it's an awkward moment because the guy's naked and, and, yeah. uh, and she's like, like eating pasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's eating pasta in bed. They hand him the plate so they can get back down to business. Um, <laughs> they go to the restaurant and she orders like a bunch, all the, all the food on the menu and mm-hmm. is being really, she's like mimicking Arnold because she's using his accent for one. Um, cause she's in character as his sister, but she's also being like, um, strong and dominant, like slapping the the waiter, like overly enthusiastic. <laughs> so she was she was good. I, at first, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, all she's going to do is vomit the whole movie." That's kind of lame. Yeah, um, but they do give her a little more to do as the movie goes on. One of mm-hmm. her best. I, I love some of the one liners that they had in this movie. I mean, one was from her, and it was, "If you were any stiff," and she was saying this to Arnold after uh, he had had his date with that one mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it, so maybe you guys can help me out with it. But if you were any stiffer, I would take you surfing. Oh, it's, like she would surf on him. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Board, <laughs> stiff as okay. stiff as a board. Yeah, 
Okay. <laughs> loosen up, loosen up. I, I, I missed that line, but that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, yeah, I forgot. I'm glad we, I'm glad we talked about her a little bit because her character did have a decent arc and that sort of segues us into the final sequence where she gets hit by a car. <laughs> He's oh, driven, yeah. driven by, by um, Crispa's mom, Eleanor. And so Dominic, they, um, Dominic sets a fire in the school. Um, not Dominic, sorry. The crisp. crisp sets a fire in the school to create a diversion so we can kidnap Dominic, but also maybe just burn up all the kids, which is fucked up. Yeah. Um, but he, they've, and they've also foreshadowed the practicing for a fire drill. So the kids are prepared for it, but this time it's real. And of course, a little more chaotic and Arnold gets separated from Dominic. Crisp gets his filthy hands on on him and drags him into the sauna or the locker room. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like a children's. Yeah, uh, and uh, Arnold's partner is is like uh, trying to confront the mom, but she hits her with his car with her car. And Ashley, anyway, how does the final showdown all go down? Well, Crisp is holding um, Dominic hostage and has a gun to his head, so daddy of the year right there. Um, yeah. Did you think he was really, would he really shoot him or I mean, no. yeah. I mean, within what's the whole point, but it was so but, ridiculous. I was like, why are you yeah. going to do that? Um, and then afterwards would, <laughs> would, maybe would, would be like, yeah, Tommy would be like, okay, cool. You can be my dad. That's fine. Like what? He was um, already scared shitless from him. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and then out of nowhere, the ferret comes out and bites uh crisp on the neck and he drops his gun and then Arnold shoots him like a billion times. Yeah. But Arnold also gets shot. Yeah, Arnold gets shot in the leg and then he gets shot in the chest in the upper body somewhere by the mom, I think. Yep. Well, um, yeah. So the mom comes in with a gun. Yeah. And then sh- I think shoots Arnold in the shoulder. Yep. And then and Arnold's then, partner. Yeah. Phoebe comes in and, and hits beats, her with a bat and says, You're not so tough without your car, are you? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I love that part. So good. Yeah. It was just a nice with up a, on her face. It was great. With the Louisville slugger. Yeah. Where'd you get the bat from? Yeah, it's a school. Well, they she probably had to walk through like the gym. It, 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 oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's duh. the locker room. <laughs> um, or she was packing it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, she so she gets like an actual heroic moment of her own. Arnold, uh, of course, Arnold's stretcher taken out on a stretcher, so he's pretty fucked up um, from mm-hmm. the gunshot wounds. But of course, he's going to be okay. And then, how do we get? Uh, what do we get at the end of the movie? He's in the hospital. No. Nope. That part. <laughs> oh, the end end? I don't know. Well, yeah, the hospital moment is like a little bit of comedic relief with the the, the cook uh, fiance again. Is he a teacher? I don't remember how it ends. Yeah. So he comes back to class and mm. the kids all, you know, um, swarm him and, and, and are super excited. And the uh, and Dominic's mom sees or hears the commotion from her classroom. And runs over there and they kiss and make out in front of the kids. Yep. And they're like, ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> She's like teaching slightly older kids. Um, mm-hmm. And so they are all, they, yeah, they're all like into the relationship as well. So, what yeah. A beautiful but, woman. That Penelope and yeah, Miller. She's really pretty. Yeah. She is. And they're, you know, we talked about their relationship a little bit, but by the end, you're definitely rooting for them and we get a happy ending. Woo. What more could you ask for? 
Anything That's else? it, I think. Yeah. Anything <laughs> else before Ashley's um, poetry corner with kids? Corner with kids. No. <laughs> Don't put kitty in the corner. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was nothing. Um, All right, take it away. Okay. Detective Kimball is one big, muscly, scary dude until he goes undercover and kindergartners give him the tood. He walks in all sweaty and nervous at 300 pounds. They don't listen to him at all. The kids are like, let's fuck him up and make all the sounds. But once Kimball gets his whistle out, the kids start to change and become more obedient and participate in all of his fun games. The kids are so flippin' cute and Arnold begins to enjoy his new job, even though he's undercover with the pursuit. He's really there to find a criminal's ex-wife and son to keep them out of harm's way and lock up Chris for embezzlement, murder, etc. What fun. As Kimball teaches the children, he's really analyzing who's Chris's child. He finds out it's the son of his love interest. How wild. Hmm. One day, a fire alarm goes off during class and Dominic, the kid Chris was searching for, gets lost in the mass. Chris snatches him up and puts a gun to his head. What a wonderful father he could have been. Ha, a kid. But Arnold goes Terminator mode and shoots him dead. <laughs> Dominic and his mother are now safe and sound. And Arnold isn't convicted with murder because of self-defense. And woo, says the crowd. Arnold gets the girl and the son he's always wanted. Now off to become a teacher. Give up copying. It's all been sorted. Bravo. Nice. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. And for once, we didn't really forget anything. Crucial. Yeah. So. Yep. It's a kid's movie. So, you know, not as confusing. Yeah. It's got, I mean, it's got a decent amount of plot, but we hit all the highlights. That was a beautiful recap. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Love the tood part. (laughs) And yeah, that's it for the first half of our discussion of Kindergarten Cop. We will be back to give our final verdicts, if you can believe what they might be. But first, we are going to play a little round of something we like to call Rank the Blank. Pew, 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 pew. Oh yeah, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, funny action heroes. And this, the criteria that I used personally, and we'll see if y'all's selections fit into this, is that they had to start, I mean, we were using the Arnold um, archetype, so they had to start as action heroes and transition to comedy, not just like, you know, be able to do both. Um, For example, like Will Smith started uh, on Fresh Prince and then, of course, became an action hero and and did a lot of comedy. But these are people who you were kind of surprised when they made their comedic turn. At least that's how I looked at it. Ashley, um, before we get into our selections, do you have any uh, honorable mentions we should share? Sure. Uh, We have The Rock, Harrison Ford, Sigourney Weaver, Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis. Chuck Norris, maybe. I don't know. And hey. and a lot of the Marvel characters as well. Yeah. I also avoided um like all the Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah Iron Man, um, Captain America. Well, not Captain America. Thor is uh, provides a lot of comedic uh, relief in those, but mm-hmm. I just kind of that's its all own category. I don't think we've ever really ranked any of those movies in any capacity. So because it's just such its own own thing but but yeah plenty of comedy in those movies um chuck norris is not funny himself but people use him 
and funny ways. Uh, we don't we don't have to go into this again. Uh oh, Chucky's back. <laughs> well, you didn't pick him. So I didn't. He's not that yeah. funny. Well, looks like uh yeah, you answered the <laughs> uh -oh, question. Uh -oh. All right. Well, let's go into our selections. Um, if you would like to participate and rank the blank, you should follow us on um Instagram at new release pod cast cast new release podcast on Instagram. <laughs> so Ashley, before we get to your choice, of course, we have Arnold from kindergarten cop since he mm -hmm. inspired the topic. And we've talked a lot about his semi-funny performance in this movie. Um, what is your selection? I'm going to go with good old Marky Mark Wahlberg. So he's in fear shooter, planet of the apes, um, a lot of crazy movies. And then you have Ted where he's uh, gets high all the time and it's really hilarious. And Ted's just a stuffed animal that he's like best friends with since he was a child. So he's definitely more funny in um, fear. Oh, hilarious. Than any other, than yeah. any other movie. Uh. Uh, I'd say. <laughs> so intentionally or, or not. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good choice. This was really hard for me actually, because I'm, I don't find a lot of things funny. I'll just mm. say that. And sense of humor. Yeah. And like, uh, the, the rock can, has a lot of range, uh, Jason Momoa. And like, you know, he falls into the, the superhero camp. Uh, there's a lot of charismatic action stars, but like ones that actually are in movies that make me laugh were tough. Uh, were mm -hmm. relatively few and far between. So I went with a childhood icon, a, um, heel, uh, a hero turned heel and then turned movie star to some degree <laughs> um, and then reality tv star and then reality tv star yeah so this would be um hulk hogan so he is uh, uh he's in rocky three sort of as an exaggerated version of himself he's in mm -hmm. mr nanny which is a straight up goofy comedy which has a ton of parallels to kindergarten cop it's basically like him um, trying to deal with unruly kids, maybe kindergarten cop meets um, problem child. Um, and then meets he, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, meets Mrs. Doubtfire. And then a cameo in Gremlins 2, which I'm mentioning since we watched that uh, earlier this year. Um, so, All yeah, right. he's not like traditionally funny, but mm -hmm. he um, <laughs> is trying. Derek, <laughs> what about what about you? I am going with Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. So he started off his career, you know, in, in film as being a, you know, very straightforward, serious martial artist. Mm -hmm. But then he started creating films like Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Rush Hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rumble in the Bronx. I mean, that's not that still kind of sticks to the, the martial arts piece to it. But he has a very unique style of fighting, which is just hilarious, where he uses uh, like ladders and chairs and whatever he needs around him to, to fight villains or to get away. Uh, and he does his own stunts. So I, that's a good point that he actually mm -hmm. uses um, props, he combines physical comedy with just legit action chops so mm -hmm. he can. Yeah, like use that to comedic effects and if the movie calls for it, but it's also really impressive uh, physically at the same time. So, 
Good choices. Um, Ashley, where should we start? Um, so, Arnold is a pretty strong contender. Pretty strong. I'm going to put Hulk Hogan last. Ooh. That's fair. I'm I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna protest. Um, because he's not really known for those roles, and he's not very like. Well, they're just terrible movies. They're not good. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. this doesn't have to be tied to a specific movie. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Arnold, uh, not not just from kindergarten. He was in Tom. Junior too with Danny DeVito. That was funny. Twins or twins? Yeah. yeah. Was Wait, junior. is it both? Are those two different. Wait, things? wasn't he in Junior? What yeah. Did he... I don't know. <laughs> I think my mind just is like, uh, I don't know. Um, I would put so Hulk Hogan last, and then I would. Oh say, wow, yeah. So Junior is Arnold Danny DeVito, directed by uh, Ivan Reitman again. Oh, okay, nice. And then Twins is Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Arnold, wow. Okay, all right. So yeah, so I would put Hulk Hogan last, and then probably. Marky Mark third, and then Jackie Chan or Arnold for one and two. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, Mark Wahlberg is too obnoxious as a person and performer <laughs> to get my my vote for anything higher than that. Um, so he's funny enough. I mean, or can he's in, also in that Will Ferrell movie. I don't know if we mentioned Daddy's that. Home. Other, well, the other guys is what I was thinking of. Oh, because he's in a Will Ferrell movie called Daddy's Home. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. He can definitely pull it off, but he's just, uh, he's just obnoxious. You just don't so. like him. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. This is, this is really tough. Arnold or Jackie Chan. I mean, mm-hmm. we kind of grew up on the rush hour movies. Um, it's just, I still the, like Arnold better. I guess my only argument against Jackie Chan would just be that I was introduced to him through the rush hour movies. So, and he's almost Chris Tucker is like, way more aggressively trying mm-hmm. hard to be funny in those movies. Um, they're pretty weird to watch actually yeah, um, <laughs> because of what he's doing in those movies. Um, but Jackie Chan definitely does, did make a transition. I just didn't really notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't either. The same way I would have with Arnold. I think Arnold's degree of difficulty is higher. Um, going from Terminator, barely being able to, you know, uh, yeah, and line delivery mm-hmm. to to this, and he's really funny. And he was funny in Pumping Iron, which I know I've brought up a bunch of times. Um, when he's being himself, he's actually really natural and funny in interviews and in person. It's just it took him a long time to get comfortable with scripted stuff and on camera. So, so Arnold's gonna take it, Derek. Any rebuttal? So I will just state a few movies that each were in, and then okay. y'all y'all make the decision. So Arnold, Jingle All the Way, classic, mm. Junior, oh, yeah. classic, Twins, classic, Kindergarten Cop, classic, oh. Last Action Hero, classic, yeah. oh. Around the World in 80 Days, both Jackie Chan and Arnold were in it. Oh, okay. But the, the Rush Hour series, I don't know. I, I, I thought I was going to win, but I think Arnold takes it. I think it. Arnold's got it. All right. The movie won again. Dang. Wow. All right. So well, let's hear um let's hear Arnold himself on an interview with uh Conan here. Oh, Conan and Conan. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was also kind of a Schwarzenegger a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm four and a half father. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of here. <laughs> get out of this, the bombing there. Get out. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> 
the man. He's at the bone. I need to pull up on now. We're going to watch Peppa Pig. I love Schwarzenegger as a baby. Yeah. This is so much fun. I want to watch Doc McStuffins. <laughs> <laughs> then I need my yogurt. Come on. Oh. I grew up. I need Pedialyte. <laughs> oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's weird uh, watching impressions when you just hear the audio and don't see. It's it's not as funny when you don't see it coming out of the wrong body. Um, but it's still um he, he nails it so yeah nice. all right well, congrats to arnold um he's had he's probably been the star of our first two seasons of new release huh mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean in terms of uh, he's been success. quite a part of our uh podcast Oy. there it <laughs> is that was horrible <laughs> Uh, the was... potty podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm not the potty poop of this podcast that's our new tagline <laughs> And we're this um we haven't even mentioned it yet, or maybe Ashley mentioned it at the top, but this we're going out. Um uh we have a couple more episodes left this year, but this is actually the last movie from the year nineteen ninety. So Ooh. um we're going out on Arnold. Um and he won. So yep. Nice. That's appropriate, I think. Um that's it for Rank the Blank this week. Let's go back to our feature presentation. Okay, while everyone is busy Christmas shopping and seeing Home Alone for the fourth time, um, <laughs> what have people been saying at the mall and in the newspapers about Kindergarten Cop, Ashley? Well, mm, not a lot. it's a 50-50. So like 50% oh, of critics like it and like 50% of the audience, which I thought was going to be a lot higher because I really liked it a lot. But yeah, I guess well, it's shows not... what you know. Yeah, don't know anything, I guess, about movies, so... 100% for me, but yeah. 50 for <laughs> everyone else. Um, were there other like clips or and who, what did the critics say? Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, once our clip master is back, um, I can go, I can give a quick, oh, we do have a clip. Oh, clip it up. And it is not appropriate for smaller children. Yes, I, I, I oh. underline that. In fact, if I had to draw a line arbitrarily, I know I'm going to upset a lot of kids, I'd say about 10. I mean, I, I think it's pretty high. I know it says PG-13. Take it seriously. Here's a movie where a guy sets a school on fire, yeah. where a father abandons his child yep. and then slaps <laughs> him in the face. Come on. I, uh, yeah. That's the problem. Oh, there is that child abuse. Plus the, uh, oh, the yeah. drug caper and all that is why I really think the film splits in two. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful to see the giant chained up. You know, that's Gulliver's Travels <laughs> is basically what we're seeing here. You know, he's strapped down to the floor of the, of the By all these kids. Absolutely. And, and, and I do like that metaphor. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. but All right. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, they get a little sanctimonious at times. We heard the same thing last week, uh, I feel like, um, mm -hmm. with Edward Scissorhands, where it's like something, some morality thing bothers them. But who knows? We, I would recommend this to all ages. Yeah, but, I would too. You know. And as a kid, like we were talking about earlier, you don't take away like the, those like evil parts. You don't really understand it. So you're just like focusing on like Arnold and kids, really. Well, the grown-up stuff, like the one kid, one thing we didn't talk about that's oh, like yeah. the heaviest is the kid who's being um, abused, abused at dad. home and um, his mom as well. And Arnold is seen like she basically confesses 
to mm-hmm. it accidentally and and anyway he confronts the the dad and beats him up and and uh that's the end of that <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i mean that's like that that's a those are real issues that the movie is grappling with so mm-hmm. kudos for trying yeah um as far as awards go it won a kids choice award oh for favorite movie actor for arnold which is pretty cool nice and then it won a young artist award for outstanding young young ensemble cast in a motion picture which is like the 12 kids the main kids in the his class which is pretty cool so they probably mm-hmm. got to get in stage and accept an award if they were awake past bedtime who knows i don't feel like the um, kids really had to act in this movie dominic a little bit but for the yeah. most part they're just props i mean i yeah. don't mean that in a bad way but it's not like <laughs> it's not like macaulay culkin in home alone like right where performing. he had to carry the movie yeah yeah um and then what how did it go in the box office today yeah it's hard i haven't been able to find the full data for the week home alone is definitely still a number one and this movie is somewhere in the two to five range with eight million dollars um so it's a busy holiday weekend and they haven't published the full um the full list yet but yeah it did it, it did solidly nice okay um so I think I might know the answer to this again this week, but is this considered new release or old news? Or is, do you think you could remake it, make it better, make it worse? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Easily a new release for me. Um, I, I wonder, like, this is a movie that I think most people have a memory of, like you said, you know, like specific mm-hmm. memories of scenes, but I doubt it's a movie people have rewatched a ton. I never really thought to rewatch it. So, yeah, new release in the sense that uh, rewatch it or watch it for the first time and enjoy it like you've never enjoyed it before. Derek, what do you think? Absolutely. New release. Watch yeah. it. If you've seen it before. Awesome. Watch it again. It will yeah. remind. It, it's just uh, that's why we went to go see it in 1990. Well, we're still here in 1990, but it's very lighthearted. It's just a fun, fun experience. Absolutely. Yeah. New release. I'm new release as well. Do you guys want to see a remake of it or leave it be? Weirdly, um, and pretty recently, you know, uh, 26 years after the movie came out, five years ago to present day, Dolph Lundgren remade it. Um, oh. Or not remade it, made a sequel. Um, I don't really know anything about it. It was pretty... Is he um, the kindergarten cop or first grade yeah. cop or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. So that's interesting, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's such a <laughs> specific premise and specific mm-hmm. time in Arnold's career. I can't really see any new take on it being necessary. Unless you had all the kids, well, they'd be like 35. Never mind. It's funny. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I watched a reunion um, again, thanks to the miracle of the internet. <laughs> so good that right now we got it because I don't know how we've been processing the the cassette recordings and whatnot mm-hmm. up to this point. But now that we have the internet, I'm just going nuts. And I watched a zoom reunion with all the kids. Well, with like six of the kids and 30 minutes into the interview, Arnold like surprises them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's really cool. Like he, I, I guess the person who was orchestrating the interview, Yahoo news, mm-hmm. um, knew obviously he was coming, but the kids genuinely didn't. Um, and so they were, he was like, he like knew stuff about their lives and had been like following them. And it was, that's it rad. was really cool. Arnold's yeah. the best. Cool. So they did the, a reunion in that sense. Okay. Excuse that's awesome. Me, that's how much I love him. That's how much I love him. Um, okay. 
So how 90s is kindergarten yeah. pop? Hair, actors, music, tropes. Um, right now we have, let's see. Ah, we have Home Alone with 90 out of 90. Teenage Mutant, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with 89 out of 90 and Pump Up the Volume with 87. I can't say it'll break any of those. Um, yeah. I don't high. know. This is it it very is high. high. When I, as I was, we were watching it. I was thinking about this question. I, I, it's definitely has to be top ten for sure. Yeah, it's. I think it's in the eighties. It's is mm-hmm. fair, like competing with, uh, Die Hard two and Ghost and Pretty Woman. I mean, like I feel like Pretty Woman should have been higher. And then the I don't know. How do you how do you think this compares to some of those in terms of it's like Ghost was the biggest movie of the year, but nobody really like remembers it that way. Mm-hmm. Pretty Woman uh, is certainly a movie everyone references and remembers. This one has a pretty high 90s nostalgia value. Yeah. So it's not Home Alone or Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. um, but I'd say mid 90s. I mean, uh, House, I don't really want to put it ahead of House Party at 84 because that was so like ahead of the curve. Um, what if you bump up House Party to like an 86 and give it like an 85 or four? Oh, do I have the power to do that? Yes. Okay. Derek, what do you think? Sure. I, yeah, I'm in a Because house party that. should be a little bit higher, I think, because it's oh, more. Oh, yeah. House party was more 90s than kindergarten oh, cap, yeah. but kindergarten cap is still 90s. But yeah. I think we just, it was early on in our season. So, well, I think we have a, oh, it's a top six. Um, We have a pretty good top six mm-hmm. Um, since we're closing out the year. We don't need to go into it now, but uh, when we do our year end recap, we'll kind of, Uh, take stock of where these movies landed but yeah that that looks good to me perfect all right and then what do we want to include in our new release gift shop so each week we watch the movie we take something from the movie and then we sell it for profit Ooh, baby um so much profit so so we have (laughs) (laughs) sorry these are ridiculous we have goro's 12 fingers of fashion where he gives haircuts with scissors like arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) i mean with edward scissor hands (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how about johnny how about edward scissorhands in this role oh my gosh uh a new a new remake not dangerous at all and then we have some other random terrible things so <laughs> that people are buying that people are buying so. oh yeah um what do we want to include from this movie this is kind of a tough one i have i, I never think about this in advance um yeah. milk <laughs> a whistle a ferret keychain or something. Oh yeah, we could have I, a ferret's we, good, Derek. I like that. Yeah. How about like we just add ferrets to the gift shop? We have a pet shop. See, yeah, add a pet shop starting. With okay, ferrets. we could have a little wing. Goro's not allowed near the ferrets because I feel like he eats animals. We'll eat them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or give them haircuts and they don't really need them. No, they're perfect. Okay, yeah. cool. So we'll have a little like, little pet shop for ferrets. Yeah. Ferrets only pet shop. Awesome. Um, so what do we have going on next week? So next week, um, as we mentioned, this is our last week in 1990. And next week, as is an annual tradition, we're going to watch a new movie that kind of ties in with um, a movie from the 90s. In this case, the Matrix series Ooh, started okay. in 1999 at the end of the 90s. So we're coming full circle from... The Matrix 1999 and its sequels until 
the um, long overdue new installment. Um, for better or worse, we will see. But here's a little sneak preview. Oh. After all these years, to be going back to where it all started. Back to the Matrix. This better be good. Yeah. No pressure or anything. Time to fly. The Matrix Resurrections rated R. Oh, rated R. Were they all rated R? I think so. Yeah. Um, oh. All right. I have an important ferret update. Um, Ooh, it's okay. not Dumb and Dumber, but it's the Ben Stiller, Jennifer Aniston movie. Along came Polly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Prominently features that. a ferret. That in um, Santa's Little Ferrets, which is only 16 minutes long. So, is yeah. it a cartoon? <laughs> it looks very um, um, cheaply made. Good. Um, it looks very so, good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I will be sure not to watch any of those, especially yeah. not the Pinsular one, which is I've seen before. And it's terrible. It's terrible, but I don't know. I, it's it's watchable. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, cool. um, Matrix yes. uh, Resurrections next week. Um, officially our last movie of the year before we recap everything are y'all excited for that yes i am yeah. might be confusing but yes i am okay well um stay tuned for that and season three of new release get on the list by subscribing to the podcast at spotify apple anywhere else you get podcast all you have to do is search new release on those platforms and hit subscribe ashley that's an arnold <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay. the score is like christmas movie or something which i guess it came out it's a christmas, christmas. movie <laughs> well not though right not really just during christmas